The following story is true. Only names, places, times, and events have been changed. This is Real Crime Australia. On the 29th of June 2005, Melbourne businessman Michael McGillicuddy opened his 7-Eleven. He unlocked the door. He balanced the tills. He tidied the shelves. And as he rounded the corner to rotate the stock in the milk fridge, he saw it. On the floor, covered in flies. A crime. Well, at first I wasn't sure what it was, because it looked like it could have been anything. I thought maybe it was a chocolate bar that had been squeezed from its wrapper, or perhaps a sausage roll had come loose from the cabinet and uh, rolled onto the floor out of its pastry, and then been consumed by the flies. But, but no, once I smelt it, there was no mistaking it. The police were informed and a statement was taken. The area surrounding the turd was cordoned off. Forensic experts were brought in. But these experts found similar results to their counterparts in Sydney one month before. The poo was simply too complex to pinpoint the perpetrator. When this second sample came to my lab, I wasn't sure what we were expected to do. We ran through the test, but as for the last sample, they were inconclusive. News of this new discovery quickly spread throughout the Australian Federal Police Force and made its way to the interests of Constables Jones and Wheeler. Yeah, look, uh, we still don't know what's going on, no. but what we can tell you is we're beginning to suspect that this this yeah. example that uh, that Wheeler and myself are examining yeah, up this, in Sydney, we're, uh, we're pretty sure that it's no longer just an isolated event. No, uh, not at all. But it seems to be part of a national chain of these similar crimes. Yeah. Jones and Wheeler brought their theory to the attention of the higher-ups in the AFP and were introduced to the leader of a special task force, a task force of which they were now a part. This is senior detective Hank Mulligan, who headed the task force. This is not an isolated incident. We have many similar occurrences happening across the country in places like Adelaide, Perth, Kalgoorlie, Darwin, Hobart, Launceston. It's not the first time it's not always every week, but at least once every two months there's some discovery of a turd, or a poo, or an anal rose, or a Danish dilemma, or a sphincterbicky, or a butt nugget, and we will get to the bottom of it. The task force placed the Sydney and Melbourne samples with samples from every other case that they have been investigating across Australia. This container smelled putrid. They spoke with Dr. Murano and asked him to test all of the samples not for identity, but for similarity. The interesting thing about the samples from Sydney and Melbourne Alan. is that they don't really have anything in common with each other. Alan, There's no common ingredient here. But if you look at the whole chart that yeah, we've no, created of the samples from Darwin, Hobart, Launceston, all of but those areas, strapped. Some of the ingredients begin to double up. Now, I know what you're no, thinking. Silver. You're thinking, Dr. Murano, those are very common no. ingredients that Black might be strap. found in anyone's poo. Black but strap. here's the thing. These are all criminal poos, which yeah. means Black these strap. are all suspects. I've created this Venn diagram to show that each individual sample no. has its own ingredient silver list that strap. might not seem to have anything in common, Black but when you start silver. seeing the circles overlap, it's we begin Alan. to triangulate the original source 
of the poo. The police were closing in. The task force could feel themselves inching ever closer to apprehending those at the top of this national public defecation conspiracy. In our next episode, we'll follow the task force as they try to investigate further and attempt to finally solve the mystery of Australia's public pooping plague. This is Real Crimes Australia.